It's Kirk and Callahan with Kirk Minahan and Jerry Callahan on Sports Radio WEEI. The Split Squad Show. Dale O'Keefe, John Tomasi is here with me in Boston. Dale Arnold is getting set for his 2018 Red Sox radio debut. Dale, you nervous? Why should I be? Oh, all right. Sorry. Jeez. Oh, they're just jeez. Jeez. Well, it's been seven years since you've called the game, and you don't have a home run call picked out. So I thought maybe you'd be a little nervous. Yeah, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. You don't script everything? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I, you I actually a, never have. You don't have something snappy to say at the end of the game if they win? I feel like that's important for play-by-play guys. Uh, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> all right. All right. Dale doesn't want to talk about this. It's fine. Another blast. See ya. I'm not sure if this one came down either. That's just not That's not funny. It's not for air. Chris Sale on the mound game two of this four-game series tonight in Houston. Well, I don't think what we were talking about off the air, Chris, you'd agree, was a good on-air topic. Yes or no? No. <laughs> it was a great line. Uh, Where was I for all this? You were just reading. You actually got up during that last break. You said it's the second time you get up during the show. Maybe even the third. Ooh, get the blood flowing today. Yeah, I got up to Good eat, sleep. So. Like, you're feeling good, looking good. Tomasi's here. Uh, we're in for Kirk and Jerry, the guys. We uh, oh, Are they back on Monday for sure? Uh, I know Kirk spoke with Jerry yesterday, which is a good sign, so Excellent. I'm hopeful he'll be back on Monday. Uh, we expect they'll be back. This is the final day of the week, which means we are on the verge of the weekend, which means today at 9.55, Curtis and uh, Deleuze, we will hear the two words we did not get last week. We will hear a good weekend today, correct? We are we are on board with that. I, I'll take the shrapnel from Minahan. I'm hosting today. He's not here. The people want, demand, need good weekend at 9.55. Oh, blame me. I'm never going to be back. So well, Kyle he, doesn't want another ban from the show. And I think we have a pretty good uh, couple lines from today's show that may suffice and uh, be no, a no, but it's But it's not. So you are. I believe one of them is going to end in Mutt Man. Probably one of them will, if you wanted to play that. So you're going to again deny the audience, good weekend. That's what you're saying. You have to tune in to find out. Okay. So it's a six-month ban on the greatest two words of the week. You're okay with that. You won't fight back. He's not here. He's not going to care. He's not listening. So you could play it and get away with it and move on. I have a lane. I'm just going to skate it. Okay. I would like good weekend today. If it's not played, you can blame Kyle Deleuze who's filling in for Ken Laird. I thought did a good job. We talked about uh, Deleuze off the air a little bit. We both like him. Yeah, Kyle was a good. Kirk thought he was shaky this week. I thought you were good, Kyle. Excellent job by you. Thanks, bud. How do you think he did this week, Curtis? I think Kyle's done a pretty good job. Ooh, he, he's he, he cares. He's he, this is his first week doing Kirk. He definitely Callahan. cares. It's he not lo- an easy he loves job. the show. He loves the show. And uh, no, I I think he's done a good job. Is there, does that mean there'll be a podcast today? I will see. <laughs> I don't want to step on Ken Laird's toes. That is a no. Oh, Jesus, guys. Uh, that is an absolute no. There'll be no podcast today. You won't get good weekend. You both suck. That, that, that's an easy thing to do. Play good. You're both scared. Just play it. I just do what I'm told, Mutt. I don't want to be banned for another. What do you mean banned months, for? Tomasi's banned and he's here. Everyone's banned for like a month or two and then they're back. It's without the show or works. Six. I want to stay in Kirk's good graces. Whatever. Okay. Well, no good weekend. Uh, at Kyle Deleuze, whatever his stupid Twitter handle is. Or at Kirk doesn't Kirk like Kyle people who beg. Or... That's worth a ban. Begging gets you banned. I guess. Uh, what's So 10 years from now, what do people remember from NBA Finals Game 1, 2018? Ba- miss, miss call or J.R. Smith? J.R. Smith. 100%. A- absolutely. Bad call. Terrible Not call a, Not a J. bad R. call. Smith. We're going to play a terrible tie. We have that tie Luke cut. We have him in the post game. We'll play that in a second. Uh, I'm... 
the big story last night in the NBA Finals Game 7 was where well, there's one and 1A. There's the story of J.R. Smith, who with the game tied 107 all, got an offensive rebound off a George Hill missed free throw and proceeded to dribble out the clock with a big semi-smile on his face thinking he had just won game one. He got the big offensive rebound or in a worst-case scenario, I guess he was going to the free throw line to shoot free throws. Unfortunately for him, it was still a tie game at 107, and they go to overtime and are lifeless there in overtime. They lose going away by 10, and J.R. Smith joins the pantheon of really, really, really dumb things sports athletes have done in their careers. That was, as, that was as bad as it gets. For the situation, for the fact that you had a teammate in LeBron James who had just willed you, carried you, dragged all of your ratty carcasses across the finish line, and all you had to do was lay that ball in or kick it out to him and let, let him, him go do to the something. Line, yes. He should have been passing it to him either way. You know, even if you think you're winning, get the ball to LeBron so it could be in his hands when it's over because that's how it should be. He does none of those things. And LeBron has to be the one to point towards the corner and tell him to pass the ball to Hill. And the whole thing was just a train wreck. So on the court, there's this great uh, video. I'm sure you've seen it by now if you've been anywhere near the Internet where LeBron turns to him. So the clock runs out. He turns to him. Hand up, looking at him, like the eye roll and everything. And you can see J.R. Smith mouth the words, I thought we were ahead or I thought we were up. I can't quite yeah. figure it out. But he clearly knows on the court. He he screwed it up. He got the score wrong. He was trying to dribble it out. Everything about the play itself sums that up. After the game, you wanted honest J.R. Smith. You got a lying J.R. Smith. Seconds left in the game. Um, well, George shot the free throw. Um, I got the rebound. Um, we were tied ball game. Um, we had a timeout, and I was trying to get enough space because uh, I obviously can't stand right there. Um, trying to get enough space to bring it out to get it, maybe get a shot off. And then I see him. I looked. I looked over at Brian. He looked like he was trying to call a timeout, so I just stopped. And then uh, the game was over. You knew you were tied. You didn't think you were leading. No, I seen it. I knew we were tied. It's just I thought he was going to call a timeout. Okay, so he says, we had a timeout. I knew the game was tied. On the court, LeBron chastised him, and he mouths the words, I thought we were up or ahead. So you have that evidence there. How about Ty Lue? What did Ty Lue say post-game about what J.R. Smith thought about that situation? Did you say, or what did J.R. say to you in the locker room about the, the play at the end of regulation? He thought he thought it was over. Thought it was over. Thought it was over. He thought we were up one. And scene. Do you know what the most gutless part of all of that is? And I didn't even Ooh. notice it on the first. No, listen, go ahead. Is J.R. Smith saying, I, I saw LeBron calling timeout, so I stopped. So it's like, not only are you lying to us, you are now effectively throwing your star player who just scored 51 and is the only reason you're even playing in this series. And he had you on the verge of winning that game. It's his fault. You put it on him. He put it on LeBron. That is... That is some big ones right there. They go to the bench, and they go to overtime. He's sitting by himself, and you can see it on his face. They had no shot in overtime. LeBron willed them to even get there. They should have won the game. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. They don't get it done, and Smith is a story today. The other story is the reversal. Uh, 36 seconds to go. Uh, Warriors down two. Kevin Durant goes to the basket. LeBron gets in front of him, right in front of the, uh, what, do you, what is the it called? Restricted the restricted circle. Restricted area, yep. Yeah. Uh, Appears to take a charge, according to the official, next to the play. The guy at midcourt calls it a block, so they go and review it. It's a reviewable play. They reviewed it. 
and they say in the post game because they weren't sure if his feet were in or out of the area. And I think that was right because Jeff Green was pretty close there and it wasn't uh, wasn't easy to see. In that process of the review, they decide, nope, not a charge. It's a block. LeBron, LeBron got there late. They reverse it. Durant hits a two free throws. And instead of two up two with the ball, it's a tie game. That seemed to get a bigger reaction to me on social media than even the J.R. Smith thing did. And I think they got the call right. I think they were okay to review it. I don't love replay in general, but get the call right. And in this case, they did. I have no problem with that going down. It was a block, LeBron. Yeah, replay should not be deciding block charge. Like that that should and I know there's a rule, last thirty seconds, last two minutes, whatever it is. That is a horrible way to have a game decided. The game should be decided on the floor and by you trust the refs what they saw. And that was such a bang bang play that even when you watch the replay, you have to watch it really slowly and you say, Okay, LeBron was turning. He was. But he did he beat him to the spot. He beat him to the spot. Mm. If you get a charge call on that play and you're a superstar, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Call it the way it was called on the floor. Games like this should not be decided by replay. I brought this up earlier, and you didn't like the comparison, but to me, it would be like having a NFL player on the sideline, you're trying to decide if the ball was caught or not, and then on replay you go, oh, no, actually, you know what? It was pass interference. And it's like, no, but no, no that's two, calls it's two, it's should two not different things. Be it's two different things. A call on the way, floor Pat, like hold on. that. Pass interference is not reviewable. That's my whole point. It should, in this, this case, should not John, be reviewable. But, John, the call is... It is reviewable. They changed the rules four or five years ago to make sure at the end of the game they got these things right. Now, I think it's only the second time you've had a reversal late in a game that like this. That shouldn't be happening in the finals. But you like, should be. But that shouldn't be. So if that if this kind of but thing so you thought happened it was, if it was a time, block, if it was so you, you think it was a charge, but it was called a block, you would be okay with that if they just if left. It I as thought a block. it was first of all. I thought it was fifty fifty. It's hard to tell if the official on the floor had called block. I would not want that thing getting so what do you do like, to a when charge. both officials both had a different call? You like talk it happened out. last. You night. talk it over. You don't go to no, replay. you take advantage replay, of the review. It's the one good reason it's there. And review it slows down the game. It takes the human element out of the game. That was a dramatic call. Make the guys on the floor, make it, and you live with it. And that really was a 50-50. That could go either way. We'll get to Ty Lue in a second. LeBron was asked a million questions about uh, the block charge call reversal after the game. JoeVarganClean.com. LeBron, now that you've had some time to reflect on the call and you're not in the moment, um, what is your reaction to the, the change from the charge to the block? I thought I read that play just as well as I read any play in my career defensively. I uh, seen the drive. I was outside the charge line. I stepped in, took the contact. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a huge play. It's a, it's a huge play. Read the play well. I get it. He got there. It was close. It was still a block. It's still, it's still to block. me, it's kind of like the baseball thing where if you beat the throw, but then your you know, pinky comes off the bag for a millisecond. Which I hate. I hate which that. is terrible. Yep. It's like you beat Especially the, in the third You inning. beat the throw. You're safe. Like, let's let's stop with this. To me, this is kind of similar. You beat him to the spot. Now, maybe that's debatable and you don't agree with me. I feel like LeBron beat him to the spot. And was, but he was still moving. He was, which is the, you know, the sort of the... They, they're getting him on the turn. They're getting him on the turn. But on contact like that, when you beat the player to the spot, if you want to call that a charge, I have no problem with that at all. I want to make it clear. I'm not saying it should have been a charge or it should have been a block. I'm saying it should you want have been call the stick called way. on the floor. Okay, and I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them in that spot reviewing it. So all this leads to Ty Lue, who already called out J.R. Smith. Uh, we heard afterwards that he walked off his press conference with his headphones on and slumped to the bus, very uncoach-like, suggesting that his team 
Well, let's let's hear from Ty Lue after the game last night. This is LeBron James. That's who he is. That's why he's the best player in the world. He's been doing it for us all season. And, um, you know, to do what he did tonight and to come up robbed is just not right. So he's suggesting his team got robbed. I would suggest tell your player, J.R. Smith, what the score is. Uh, I would suggest uh, calling a timeout. Since you're the coach, you had a timeout left. When you see J.R. Smith dribbling aimlessly in the final seconds, walk in and call timeout. Run, Have George sprint. Hill hit a free throw. I'm fine saying you didn't like the call if you're a Cavs fan today. They did not get robbed last night. They they lost that game because of things that they did. It was sure. not that one call. There was enough there in that sequence between Smith dribbling it out, no timeout, and then in overtime just not playing well, which is whatever. Th- th- this was not a wow the, the officials cost them, at least in my mind, officials cost them game one of the NBA finals. No, but they played a role. That. I mean, the officials definitely played a role. And you brought up the idea of why didn't Ty Lue call timeout. That's what I'm thinking. Like, he should have. We've seen Brad Stevens in the playoffs. How many times did he call timeout with the Celtics in the middle of a play? There was one that you mentioned earlier. Al, Al Horford was in the post. There was one against Philly where Marcus Morris was in the corner, and he called timeout before Morris could take a terrible shot. And that ended up setting up. Oh, that was against Philly. Yes, yeah, yes, that yes, might yes. have the been court, the game winner to Horford. Oh no, that that set up the game tying lob to Jalen Brown. So that was him saying, "I do not like where this play is headed. Timeout. We're going to draw something up and start over." That was in the overtime game that they won in Philly. And Ty Lue had the opportunity. There's, I know, there's only four seconds he had left. Plenty of time. He had to enough make time to call timeout. He with got one and a half seconds yep. left, and. He got caught flat. Run a lob play or get uh, LeBron one on one. He did. I mean, LeBron. We haven't talked enough about him. Probably he was awesome last night. And I think the the three or four days off really helped him. We saw him. It was a game five of the the Eastern Conference Finals where he looked just dog ass tired. We'll see how he comes out on Sunday. He was a beast last night. It was going to the basket. The third the third quarter is the one you want to watch because that's the one where the Warriors uh, played great. They scored like twenty nine points in the quarter. LeBron had 12 of their 22. That's the quarter the Warriors should put teams away. LeBron carried them to almost win the quarter and stay with them. Essentially, not stay with them to keep in a fighting range heading into the fourth quarter. And it was over and over again to the basket, getting hit, getting foul physical. He was not settling for shots. When he did hit a bunch of threes, he was hitting them from behind the well behind the line. He was otherworldly. I know, zero criticism of LeBron from what happened last night other than him wearing the suit shorts. Uh, to the podium after the game. He that like had his Angus mouth Young. wide open. That's I'm not sure what that has to do with anything, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, you did have a good show up until then. Up I, until then, I don't know what that was. He just had his mouth wide open. I would I would criticize his dress after the game, but even the the back and forth. We'll play the Swartz part here, Kyle. Him because uh, obviously LeBron's gonna be asked a million questions about uh, J.R. Smith. I had no problem with him getting annoyed by the end of the questioning. He's he's over and over again trying to explain what the hell J.R. Smith meant. Uh, and there at the end of the final minutes, he got mad at Mark Schwartz of ESPN, and it led to this walk-off. Mark, last question. LeBron, Mark Schwartz, ESPN. From listening to everybody's reaction to the play at the end with Jr. getting the rebound, there's still confusion about whether Jr. thought the game was tied or, the way, or whether he thought you guys were ahead. From where you stood on the court and from talking to him after the play, what, what's your reaction to it? What's your version? What do you mean, what's my version? Well... Did he think that the game was tied, or did he think that you guys had it salted away? How do I know that? Or did you discuss it at all with him at the end of the play? No. They asked me if I talked to JR about it. I said no already. I knew it was a tie game. We met, we, we was down one. Um, George Hill went up. He made the first one. 
we got the offensive rebound. You know, I thought we were all aware of what was going on. That's my view. So I don't know what Jr. was thinking. I don't know the question that you're trying to ask. I was just trying to see if you you knew exactly what his state of mind was. Did he think that you guys had it won, or did he think he was trying to make a play? I'm not no. sure. Okay. What do you mean? I'm not sure. No, I don't know his state of mind. Did you know if he knew the score? And that sound right there is LeBron walking off. He grabs like a man purse type thing, his sunglasses, stands up, he's in his nice suit, and boom, suit shorts. Like, I said like Angus Young from ACDC. The who's, shorts. Who's Angus Young? That's nah, sorry. It's, anybody? No, I'll see if Kirk were here. He what's A C D C Fair enough. I don't know. <laughs> moving, moving on. Moving so, on. So uh and I don't I don't blame LeBron for that reaction. And you made a great point. So J.R. Smith says you know, LeBron was calling for a timeout. He, so LeBron not only has to watch his teammate F it up beyond belief, he then has to answer questions for his teammate because the teammate lied about what he thought the score was. I got no problem. I know we're critical of LeBron. Walk off all you want at that point. Well, a million questions about aren't you, it. Aren't you rooting for LeBron in the Yes, I, I'm, I'm I completely am. rooting for, sorry, Rich Keefe and Mikey Adams. I can't root for Golden State. I don't like Golden State. They were fun for a year or two, but now it's just... Draymond Green's unlikable. Durant, to an extent, is unlikable. The team, the way it's built, I want the Cavs to win. I want a good competitive series. And can't isn't there Game's something about? Clock, I, fall I mean, asleep, LeBron but. can be melodramatic at times, but it, isn't there a lot to like about him and how he plays? And mm. he plays the right way. He doesn't say stupid stuff off the court. He involves his teammates. He makes big shots. He's like a monster in crunch time. That. What is there to not like about him? And he's the underdog in this series. You know, I mean, yeah. And this you year, gotta, you kind of gotta give it to him in this one, if nothing else. You know, this is I'm like ro- 2015. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for LeBron James. Remember 2015, State. where Kyrie broke his knee, and it was just all LeBron, and he was putting up 40 point games. If you go back to Game One in 2015, tie game at the end of regulation, Cleveland had two shots to win it, missed them both, goes to overtime. And they lose in overtime, and they end up losing the series in six. LeBron is averaging like 40 this, and this 16. W- this one's not getting a six. Yeah, it but it was the six. same kind of deflating thing. But what happened in 15 was they won the next two, and then just Golden State just crushed them after that. Uh, we'll see. If any, they have no shot, right? This is the, no shot Sunday. And so they'll be over Sunday. They'll be down 2 nothing. It'll be a blowout. We'll be on to a whole bunch of other things. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. It is Mutt and Tomasi in for Kirk and Callahan. Kirk Minahan, Jerry Callahan. More with KNC right now on Sports Radio WEEI. Hey, hold on. I, I hear a phone in my ear. It, it's, it's Adam Silver. He's calling J.R. Smith. Hey, hey J.R., um, we got a call. We got your sample, and uh, it's a failed drug test. That's what I think it was. It's a, it's a failed test by J.R. Smith. Oh, no doubt. What? Is that Jalen Rose's white person voice? That's what that sounded like. Ooh, it m- might have been. I don't know. I just... So... J.R. Smith has has long been considered one of the weed guys in the the NBA, and they did that shot of him like sitting on the sideline like this, and so that's what Jalen Rose. That's the excuse for J.R. Smith last night. Yeah, he's saying you've clearly failed the drug test because that play was not uh, that was not the play of someone who was in possession of all their faculties. Yeah, we'll see how he responds today. They're gonna have some sort of shoot around, I guess. He's gonna be asked more questions about. He's got a. He's got to have he a better explanation better, oh, than just 107. I thought I, you know, I, th- I knew it was Todd. I just I messed up the play. No, no, just admit you screwed it up and move on. It'll be a lot easier on him if he does that. Yes. Chris Webber got a pass. He's a college kid. 
Jared Smith makes $14.1 million a year. He's been in the league 13 years. That's not going to get a pass. And he probably doesn't even, deserve it. Even if he apologizes or corrects it, he's not going to. It's not going to change the record, but it'll make him look better. You've already be showed somewhat us honest true. It. He's already shown us his true colors, unfortunately, by not just owning up to it. Just own up to it. You screwed up. I, I, you know, I would say it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. The Cavaliers would probably disagree at the moment. It's pretty bad, but just admit it because you're now making it worse. You not only do not accept responsibility for it, but you put some of it on LeBron. The only reason you're all standing here to begin with. Uh, we'll see if we get anything this weekend, and, and maybe you don't think we need to get it, but I am surprised it's Friday morning, and we've not gotten a, a, a more deeper explanation or sit down with somebody, for, maybe it's a Red so- Tom Warner friendly or not, of his breakdown of what happened with Roseanne. I'm looking at the Globe the name section today. They just they have a, a, a little pull-out thing. Of, you know, Warner hopes Roseanne gets help, and I thought maybe spoke to them. Uh, it's the same statement he had in the hours afterwards. Yeah. Hope she gets help, support the decision. He's been involved with Roseanne on a couple different occasions. She has now been linked to uh, a suggestion that the marathon bombing was a false flag. When she ran for president, she put that on her website. It still was up there as of yesterday. Uh, So she believes that. I I think as the producer of the show, there's got to be a a bigger explanation than I hope she gets help from from Tom Warner. Maybe you disagree, but I I thought by now he would have sat down with somebody and, and talked about it and gotten out there in the open. And I thought the Red Sox would want him to do that to sort of distance Warner from the Red Sox because there was some pushback about, are the Red Sox going to have a statement? And it should be Tom Warner. Yeah, the Red Sox don't have, no, to have it should anything be, but to say Warner's worked this, with her this, twice. This he brought the show back. Thing. It blew up in her, his face. Isn't there some sort of explanation? Yeah, saying that she needs help to me reeks of the cop-out that you hear from gun people all the time of it's Absolutely. a mental health issue. Yes. It's like, well... Yeah, it's a mental health issue about someone with guns. Like, let's take, let's address their mental health and their guns. So, yes, Roseanne needs help because she's sick and whatever. But there's enough of a history of this that you probably should have seen it coming. Kind of like surprised? you guys should have known that Dino was going to bail on Wednesday. <laughs> At least I had the courtesy to tell you ahead of time. You did, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you showed up today. So if, and there. I showed up today. Like, you probably should know if you've been in business business with Roseanne that this is how it's going to end. And he owned the Padres when she had that like despicable national anthem. And he did the same thing, thing then. He he, It was a 20-minute huddle, and they ended up just issuing a statement. He would not talk about it that night. And it got so bad for him there. I don't think it's going to happen here. But in San Diego, they had these Honk If You Hate Warner shirts and like signs. People would honk their horns because he was so disliked there. And, it, and maybe it won't happen, but the marathon bomb, marathon bombing thing that's a terrible look to have hired this woman back and not have known, and I didn't know until a couple of days ago, so sh- shame on me, that she has this big false flag theory that somehow Jeff Bowman, and, and, and I'm just naming one victim, yeah, I mean, yeah, is, is it's, pretending. It's, it's beyond. It was make pretend abhorrent. to get rid of our Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Like that's, that's horrific. And by the way, the two had nothing to do with each other. Like, was there a big call to ban guns after? The marathon bombings, there were barely any guns involved, thankfully. You know? Dumb. I don't know. Uh, We'll see if we get it this weekend. I'm not sure if we will. Uh, We'll get our final break. We'll come back. And then the midday guys are here at 10. Glenn, Lou, and Christian. W-E-E-I. We're back with more of Kirk and Callahan on Sports Radio W-E-E-I. And luck is not the word I want to use, but if you had been accused, and would you have been accused of in the past? all right, man. Pre- you guys, I'm done with you guys. Bye. I've got a name. 
All right, that was uh, Mohegan Sun last year at the big Johnny Damon golf tournament. Brandon Marshall, not happy with the line of questioning, stood up and walked off. Went and did uh, Boomer and Carton, felt a lot safer there. Chris Curtis is going to see Brandon Marshall tonight. Are you going to interview him? Are going to talk to him? What's the deal? Uh, McLean Hospital annual dinner. The, the keynote address is being given by one Brandon Marshall. So it'll is be he interesting. taking questions? I don't know. It'll be interesting. No open bar much, so I don't think you should be uh, coming in. But okay, it'll be- I won't. I won't be there. It's my mom's birthday, Curtis. As you know, happy birthday, Ellen Mananski. I'm not going to reveal her age. I promise. But we're going to celebrate mom's birthday. Do some grilling, mom at the house, and uh, we'll hear the whole breakdown of McLean Hospital with Curtis on Monday. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he says. Kirk will be here. We think Jerry might be here, but we know for sure Kirk will be here uh, on Monday's show. Tomasi, great seeing you. All right, it's been a while. We'll hear you this weekend, what, 11 to 2? 11 to something. What time do I hear Mark James? 11 to 3. Oh, Oh, we're 11 to 3 Saturday? Oh, I thought we had three hours. (laughs) Yes. 11 to 3 Saturday. 11 to 3. planning to be in for three hours. Okay. Do we have a Mark James, like, visit in the middle of that No Mark James. Mark James free Saturday. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of a different week. Anyway, Trenny and Tomasi, 11 to 3. Come and listen to us not disagree. Uh, uh, Kyle, great job by you this week. Good job. Uh, Curtis, always good seeing you. I'd like to hear the two words that send people into the weekend. If you do not hear a good weekend here, it's not my fault. It's on Deleuze and Curtis. Kirk is back on Monday, midday, guys, next. To suggest that his, his eye has been taken off the ball, that is yelling at windmills. That's just not That's not funny. It's not for air. So 10 years from now. What do people remember from NBA Finals Game 1 2018? Don't worry about it, man.